Welcome back to the Soundflick Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Scott and Mike, and we have a very uh, lengthy episode. There's a few movies that we're going to cover, but before we get into all that, uh, I'd like to introduce you to my castmates. Is that what they call them? Like castmates or like co- I, thought, I thought we decided co-stars? a long time ago we're co-stars. Co-casters. No, co-stars. Co-stars. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Co-stars. Co-stars. I don't know why I always forget that. It's all right. It works. It's too many episodes ago. Cool. Yeah. yeah. 67 but, ago. But who's counting? Right. Us. You are. I mean, how many left until 100? Yeah. Anyways. He, <laughs> he wasn't ready for the math. <laughs> I right. looked at my third eye like, uh, yeah. tell me the answer. But yeah. Uh, 33, this, by the way. In this uh, episode, we will be talking about a few movies that we've seen. Some good, some really bad. And in, in that range, you know, just in between. And then we are also going to get into a quick Oscar winner highlight. Yeah, so, sounds about right. So, yeah. Um, other than that, I think we should actually just dive into the Oscars. Uh, By the way, this is Norik. That's cool. Yeah. Hi, guys. My I name is Ace Sincere. No, we kind of just talked. Hi, guys. My name is yeah, Ace Sincere. I mean, part. I think they know us already. Yeah, they know. 67 episodes, but you know. It's like a movie. It's a- it's this is like sound flick movie part sixty seven. So mm, I like yeah. that. Okay. It reminds me of like whenever you hear like old throwback songs, the rapper has to like say their name before they start rapping. F A B O L O U S. Yes. It's fifty cent. Like, you know, he had to do like, the whole G G G G. I didn't know that was gonna be a fifty cent song. F A B O L O U Bro Fab's top five. But that's for another episode. <laughs> he's yeah. not top five. He's top five. But but he's good, but he's not top five. Top five of what though? Mainstream 2000s rapper, probably <laughs> just top five. He has no, one of the best no mixtape series ever. Mm. The soul tapes, come on. The man. soul tapes are fire, but best mixtape series ever. One of the best. How many are are in the one of the best? I don't know. That's what I said. That's why I said. <laughs> it's, that's why I said it's for another episode. We, I'll, yeah, I'll make a yeah. list. I'll put together a list. Okay, let's All do right. a bracket style mixtape tournament. That'd be fire. That would be fire. We could do that. Hosted by Gangster Girls. Um, yeah. Manifestation. Hosted by Keanu Reeves. I know he's with, <laughs> I know he's, Girls. I know he's with it. I know he's with it. And Jim Carrey since like he that. was just on their weekend album. But um Jim FM. Yeah. Uh let's get into it. Was that the, weekend album even good? No. It was. I liked it. No. <laughs> I liked it. I didn't like it. I heard it wasn't all. It that reminded great. me of Kiss Land, but I like Kiss Land better. Got it. I'm not a big weekend fan every, at every all. Time, so I every curious. time I walk into like a really pop-in boba shop, walk into a coffee shop, walk into like a store that's like really trendy, mm-hmm. they're playing that album. I like the last album before, the, the one he just dropped. Yeah, it's a shame that the album never got his full tour, but that's why he's like combining these albums yeah, for the next one. But the, the one that I really liked was the one he did with Gallimantis. You ever heard that one? Mm-hmm. It's like an EP kind of. Oh, yeah. Uh, My Dear Marlon Colony. Melancholy, yeah, melancholy. My bad. yeah, yeah. That one's like swept under the rug. People don't really talk. No, about yeah, that one. yeah. It's called. It's, a it's uh, call out your name. Or I'm just not really a name. big fan of like the weekend's tone. Mm. Personally, I know they a listen- lot of people that give him like that Michael Jackson yeah, cred, yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, nah. Like, he just doesn't have that energy. Older, older fellow at my work, and he, we listen to like the weekend on Pandora, and he, like mm-hmm. it plays Michael Jackson and the weekend. And That's he's crazy. Like, they sound. He's like they sound like. The same. Well, not same, similar, you know. There's always similarities. I I think the old weekend more so, but. Even though I just, I just don't think like 
the cr- the creative and the energy is really there. Like it's like I'm gonna just do this it Michael is. Jackson. Tone. One, do, one no. did way more cocaine than the other. We don't know that for for sure. Yeah, that, mm, that's well, true. His nose the was, was gone. Open about it. So his yeah. nose was gone. You're right. This <laughs> was gone. Speaking of the weekend, we saw a bunch of movies this weekend. So let's uh, <sighs> yes, these last. Few According weekends. to Norik, we saw the best and the worst movie in one week. We saw yes. the best movie of 2022 and the worst movie of 2022 <laughs> in the same week, and I am upset and ready to pot yeah. about it. I live vicariously through my brothers because uh, this first movie we're going to talk about, I did not watch because I watched all their you save your money. Yeah, the non-spoiler reviews, and then I watched the spoiler yeah. reviews. Cause... We'll get into it. We'll get into I'm it. We're about to. Yeah, well, let's do the Oscar winners. Like, let's let's get into that. Oh, okay. We can do the Oscar winners first. I'm down for that. Sure. So yeah, I mean, it's a little dated. I know what it was already like since you're hearing this. I think two weeks. But yeah. We still kind of wanted to get into who won, uh, given where a movie. Before podcast. we jump into that, the main, the obviously, we have to talk about it. Oh, you re- you want to get into that? Who, who was who was in the right? Who was in the wrong? We can just say that, and then who was in the right? Who None was of in them the were. Wrong? That's correct. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they both handled that terribly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess one has a history of doing that at the award shows, and the other doesn't. One of them just kind of got fed up and was like, "Hey, man, you kind of you kind of crossed the line." In case you guys, yeah, they didn't catch what we're talking about. Uh, you know, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on national television, and everybody thought it was scripted, but it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it could be scripted still. What did the police do when they dusted? Chris Rock's face. Um, what, Narik? They found fresh prints. <sighs> That's a good one. Where'd you I'm find dead. that? Where'd you find that joke? Guy? You know, scouring through the internet. I legit have not heard that one. So that's the first time. Yes. That's a good one. Anyways, let's, uh, legit, let's just talk about legit, how Chris got rocked, okay? <laughs> oh, thank you. No. I got drowned out. I got drowned out by, <laughs> by the soundboard. Why do we have that one? <laughs> I had crazy. to. I had to. That's an iconic moment. Yeah. If, no, if it's right or wrong, it's iconic. No, that's good. Yeah. We got to keep that one. Yeah. No, that's better gotta. than the Drax one, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 That. I mean, that one's cool, but like the the Chris Rock one. Is, it, yeah, that's the new one. <laughs> that's that's the new one for sure. Uh, I like that. Yeah, no, no. But um anyways, yeah, Chris got rocked. Yeah, he did. And Will and Smith still pulled the Oscar for best actor. Best That's the most okay. Aside from that happening, that was probably the most like G shit that could happen at the Oscars. Oh, that he pulls that best actor. He goes up, slap, slaps Chris Rock. Technically kind of gets away with it in the moment. In the moment gets away with it. Mm-hmm. And then wins wins best actor, right? Yeah. I mean, but can we have an actual conversation about whether he was the best actor, like well, we all saw King Richard. Oh uh, yeah, yes. I mean, I, I loved King Richard. I thought it was a great movie. I just mm-hmm. saw Will Smith. I believe. Yeah, again, we t- when when we that did was the my surprise movie of the year. Yeah, when we did the kind of deep dive on on the movie, we kind of talked about, or you kind of brought up as well, that when you have such a high tier actor, especially Will Smith, because I feel like he's that one actor you put in movies, and then you can just see that same person the whole time, mm-hmm. kind of like The Rock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just typecasted. So, yeah, watching King Richard, all you really see is Will Smith. Um, I do commend him, though, because I, I did enjoy his performance in the movie. Yeah, but, uh, no, it was a it was a great performance. I mean, yeah, you see Will Smith, but he's not. I don't I don't I didn't feel like he was actually being the full Will Smith that we're used to, like super comedy and 
Um, well, that's I, not I the Will like Smith that, I, that I'm kind of used to. <clears throat> I don't know. I've watched a lot of Will Smith movies. He's definitely oh, somebody yeah, that. But it just, out of all the roles, um, that wasn't the one for me. So hilarious that he gave up the Matrix to do Well Well West. Oh, yeah. That was like. Everybody brings that one up. He still got the bag. Yeah. Not the Matrix bag, though. That's I mean, okay. but look at where the Matrix went to. So Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> should have been directed or should have been produced by A24, but we'll, yes, we'll get to that later. We will get to that. Um, A24 so Best Picture yeah, is... Yeah, we got Best Picture. This is interesting because this movie, I think this is the first streaming movie that has gotten Best Picture. And it's an Apple Plus uh, streaming movie called Coda. And it is about a, um, a daughter who... I believe she can hear, but her family, her mother and father are both uh, deaf and hard of hearing. And like it's like basically, you know, she's doing a lot of stuff with the family, but she's trying to um, kind of carve her own path. And um, it's like a drama about those that intersectionality, you know, which I, I thought was really interesting. And I think um, I'm really I haven't seen the movie, yeah, but um, it was definitely something that I didn't. Like, upon hearing about it, I was just like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool. But now that it won Best Picture, I'm definitely going to go back and check it out. And it's only on now. It's going to be very yeah. interesting because it, it could it could turn into this Apple moving Plus. forward. It could turn into these movies going to specific streaming sites only or streaming services. And we might not watch them. And they could win all these awards. Yeah. Well, this is like the first time. I, f- I feel like I want to say maybe about 2017... Netflix was that was like when they really started having their 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 own original like movies that they were producing and the question came up are these movies going to get recognized by the Academy and it wasn't for a little while and now these movies are starting to get actors who are in the Academy themselves into these movies into these movies so now it's starting to get recognized the Academy is like damn we have no choice yeah you don't have a choice anymore well I think what happened was really the pandemic because people including the Academy were home they couldn't watch movies and they were like all right well what are we going to watch and all of these streaming uh you know with if you guys have been following we have our streaming wars streams Um, Everybody has had their own fair share of movies that have yeah. done well that it's like, okay, we can't discriminate on whether a movie yeah. is in the theaters or not. It just, if it's good, Because yeah, at this it's point, good. it can't even be in theaters. So. Yeah, as long as it's they submitted. They to change criteria for sure. Exactly. And this is the first time that we've kind of seen that change in criteria yeah, is this happen. The, this is the first movie. I think like, so. Streaming movie. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah, because I mean, some some uh, Netflix movies have won Oscars, I believe. Um, not for Best Picture, I think, but yeah, not for Best Picture. Yeah. Like, there's been actors in certain movies and things like that that for, have, have pulled okay awards. I see, I see what you mean for Best Picture, mm-hmm. a streaming movie. That's, that's huge, that, too. Yeah. Best Picture, really, really big. So, um, we also a lot of movies last year. Yeah, that were, I guess, could have been in the running for Best Picture for sure. Um, we had Jessica Chastain who uh received Best Actress for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I've not seen that. Not seen that either. But uh, Jessica Chastain is a great, great actress. This, um, mm, real quick before we jump to the next one, we all kind of saw this one coming, right? What this next winner that we're gonna? Uh, I didn't really see it coming, but I'm glad it it came. <laughs> you know. Uh, did you listen to the song after the movie mm-hmm. like a lot? 
Not a lot, but I listened to it. Oh. Who else was it? Who who were the other nominees? Can you check it out real quick? Yeah, Back, I got check you. that real quick. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about right now is No Time to Die. Um one best original song, and that is with uh Billie Eilish and Phineas, uh, which is really, really dope. Um, Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> like Phineas and Ferb. Uh as some of you may recall, me and the guys, we went to go see No Time to Die yes. together. Um it was a really, really cool movie. Um, it was it was like our one one of our theater experiences, just kind of seeing James Bond and his last outing, and uh, having a James Bond song already is iconic. Right. You know, you had the Lady Gagas, the Madonnas, the you know um, the Adels, the Adels, mm. you know, and then you have Billie Eilish, which is basically the new version of of all of them. Yeah. Um, do what's do the, the next song? Uh, white uh pop star pretty much yeah Yeah, they were like get her to do this Mm -hmm. songstress (laughs) songstress hilarious yeah Yeah. i I think the weekend did one right the weekend did a uh Mm, no i don't think so i'm pretty sure that he did a a bond song um i think you're thinking of the weekend and travis scott for tenant no 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 look look that up double check that i'm pretty sure that he did like skyfall or um, no, well, Scott okay. Well, well Skywalker yeah, looks that up. Uh, so the other nominees for this category um, was Dos. I'm gonna ruin this, but or it's in Spanish, which is terrible considering I speak Spanish. Go ahead, but uh, from from Encanto, Emmanuel Miranda. I, I, I don't, I don't know which song. Is it Dos Oruguitas? Guitas? Is it We sure. Don't Talk About? No, not that one. No. I wish though. So. Uh, somehow you do. From the motion picture Four Good Days by Diane Warren. Mm-hmm. Be Alive, Beyonce and Dixon from King Richard. Okay. And Down to Joy by Van Morrison. So I haven't heard any of those songs besides No Time to Die. Yeah. So I understand why they both. Yeah, and it, that's like the biggest part of the Bond intro. You know, like those intros are huge. Mm-hmm. So... They kind of talk about the movie before you even see it. Yeah, it kind of yeah. sets the tone a little bit. Mm-hmm. And even like with the crazy animation with it, it's like a little visualizer before the yeah. movie. I mean, and it's the last of a dying breed when it comes to mm-hmm. like setting the stage for a movie. I think exactly. that and Star Wars are probably the only two movies that still have like an intro before the movie actually starts. True. It's true. I guess, uh, yeah, no, you're right. I was mm-hmm. going to say Marvel with the. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, no, nah, it's, it's not in, not enough. Yeah, it's not, not enough. enough to it. But um, speaking of Encanto, uh, Encanto won best animated feature. Yay! Uh, that was kind of a given. I feel like they were going to pull that. Pixar there wasn't too many good animations last year. And Disney and Pixar usually picks up best animated film um, every year. I mean, they they probably yeah. their record is probably like they should just I don't say know, best Pixar movie. I'm dead. And just they just to give you guys some like ins- just to give you guys total. some insight on what Encanto was against, mm-hmm. which they didn't have a chance. Uh, Luca, Flea, another picture. Yeah, another the Mitchells versus Machines. That one was have you guys okay. seen that movie? I yeah, saw it. That one was I, cool. I thought it was cool. I thought that that was a really cool movie. If that would have won, I would have been like, that would have been right, another that makes Netflix sense. movie. Yeah. Um, and then Raya and the Last Dragon, which is another Disney Disney movie. That one's so. a Disney, yeah, mm-hmm. not Pixar. So it's like you're basically going against yourself. It doesn't matter who won. Three <laughs> yeah. three out of six. Well, Disney wins. Chances. Disney wins, right? Um, let's see. International feature house. film. Mm-hmm. Um, this was interesting. Jane Jane Campion, uh, best director 
for the power of the dog. Mm-hmm. That's which, a Netflix uh, movie. Netflix movie, and Ooh. it starred uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. And he was filming that while also doing uh, Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty interesting. I haven't seen the movie, but... Which didn't uh, get a, a really a nomination, so I guess he... Yeah, the movie, it's... Well, I think the movie was nominated for, for Best Picture also. Um, no Way Home? He, no, The Power mm-hmm. of Dog. Oh, I, I don't think they're going to count No Way Home until 2023, technically, because it's still in theaters. No, nah, No Way Home just didn't. Like, yeah, it didn't make it. it just didn't make really? Because yeah. hmm. yeah. Power of Dog came out at like, the same time. Yeah, I mean, they haven't nominated a Marvel, like, they only nominate polarizing Marvel films for Best Picture. Like, if it, if it, there's a conversation that's that's there, like Which, Black like, Panther. Like or, super, super deep. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to do No Way Home. No Way so, Home is probably going to pull People's Choice Awards, probably going to pull, like, I don't know, probably like a VMA or something or MTV <laughs> Awards. MTV Award. Nickelodeon Award. Bro, I've, always, I've always wanted a Moon Man or the little popcorn a award. Little blimp. Yeah, bro. Yeah, no, be, that's, that's Nickelodeon. I would love one of those, too, though. Yeah, that'd be right. tight. That'd, that'd be tight. I want to get slimed. You, yeah. You do? Yeah, and bro, when you when you grow up watching the Nickelodeon or like the kids' choice, I never wanted wanted that to happen. Yeah, I always felt either. like it was probably like I don't know, just gross. The worst thing to happen to you all day. Yeah, he's, yeah. I hope you brought a change of clothes, bro. Well, you're supposed to. That's, <laughs> That's a given. That's yeah, true. showers on site. Um, one thing I do want to shout out is Summer of Soul. Shout out to hey, Quest Love for getting best documentary of the year. Summer of Soul. I watched it. It is fantastic. Tight. Um, if you are a music lover, if you are a black history lover, if you are a festival lover, if you are a lover of all things roots and quest love, um, you should definitely check it out. Uh, it's, it's really cool to see unearthed footage, um, from 1969, uh, and seeing a festival like go on and how people were dressed and how they were there. And it's similar to like how we have festivals now. And it's just like, this is super cool that everybody gathered together. It really makes you want to be there. Where is that? Where can you watch that? Uh, you can watch it on Hulu, and you can watch it on Disney Plus. Actually, also, I've been watching Hulu a little bit. Lately. Hulu is better than Netflix right I now. I started. No, we, we haven't gotten to our streaming so uh, save for the war. That's too much of a hot take. But I have been watching Abbott Elementary. It's pretty common. I've heard the Abbott Elementary. I started watching like it with it. my girlfriend because she works at an elementary school. Oh, she was hilarious. like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. So she's like uh, confirming everything that she's happens. She's like, oh, there. yeah, this happens. Pretty yeah, me and Gnarly were talking about it because Gnarly, uh, Gnarly's the one that got me into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out Captain Gnarly. But uh, yeah. it's, awesome. uh, I hope, yeah, I'm glad it's getting the flowers. He's got renewed mm-hmm. for season two as well. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Two more, two more that I think are pretty important that I wanted to call out. One, mm-hmm is um, Best Supporting Actress, Ariana DuBois, and, uh, or it could be DuBois, I don't know. DuBois. Uh, could be, but uh, for West Side Story, and she is the first uh, queer woman to win this award, um, which uh, is a big achievement for, for the queer community. Mm-hmm. So right. um, I thought that that was really awesome. Um, Samuel Jackson got an, got an honorary uh, Oscar, uh, presented by Denzel Washington, which was super dope. Yeah, super dope. Um, long overdue. You know, highest grossing actor in, or like, I, I forgot how they how they define it, but it's like he's the actor in the most like highest grossing movies together. It's yeah. like twenty seven billion or something like that for kind all of the movies. Kind of because he has so many he's done. Yeah, but yes remember to. we looked up how yeah. many, and he's not even number one, but it's yeah. like. 
Like he's not he's not the highest paid actor, but he he be pulling in those. It's like a hundred. He's like a hundred and fifty movies in something like that, which is pretty crazy. And then lastly, uh, Dune, which pulled one, two, three, four, five, six Oscars. I saw it come in. All for technical things, which I thought was pretty interesting. Well, it was probably the most technically sound and technically like focused movie out of. Yeah, it was, last it was like cinematography, best visual it effects. Movie, bro, it has Hans Zimmer uh, doing the score. There's like, of course, Hans Zimmer got got best original score, um, best film editing, best production design, best sound. Like Warner Brothers hit on that one. They're like, oh, well, they, they put a whole bunch of money into that. We put out forty movies in one year, and that one hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So shout out to the whole uh, Dune cast. I mean, um, doing yeah. doing their thing. Doing their thing. Doing sure. their thing. Timothy Am Chalamet. I right? Oscar Isaac. Timothy Chalamet. It's not Chalamet. No, Chalamet. I would say Chalamet. It's Charlemagne. not Charlemagne. Not Charlemagne. Chalamet. It sounds French, that's why. Uh, Zendaya. Who else? Who's barely in it. <laughs> yeah, she's in it, though. She's going to be in the second one. Yeah. She's uh, what's his name? The uh, setup. Our guy Drax. Who's in it? Drax was in it. Dave Batista. So was Thanos. And so was Thanos. Thanos was Thanos in it. Aquaman was in it. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, you're uh, right. The Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Um, but the older one. The dad? The guy yeah, from the No no yeah. Country for Old Men. See, we don't really know names, but we know where they're from. <laughs> you guys know. You guys know. You what know we're exactly. About. You can visualize yeah. with us. Yeah. I think it's, it's the, Javier Bardem. We're a, we're a visual podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Javier, Javier Bardem. Yeah, Javier Bardem. Yeah. We're a very yeah. visual it podcast. A, it, it was a really good cast, and like they didn't over- overshadow each other. Um, everybody knew the assignment. Yeah, everybody did well. So I, I saw it coming. Um, it, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was beloved movie of last year, but no, it was it was pretty good. I mean, it was a big movie event. Mm-hmm. It was kind of you know everyone knew Dune was coming out. You know, and uh, even though they're like, what is Dune? Yeah, exactly. what is this? Exactly. But the cast was just so great, you couldn't not see it. So. And the well, I mean, the cast didn't get the awards. It was all the yeah, production design but and it everything. Was, I mean, obviously, like it was watched because all those people are in. Most of those people are in the academy. So, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. We we know we know what time it is. We know what time it is. Yeah. But um, yeah. All in all, you know, the Oscars. Uh, obviously, you know, the, there's a lot of talk around uh, the incident, um, but I think that. They had really good winners this year. It was, I think, it was very well balanced. It's good to see, um, just a lot of streaming movies and a lot of unconventional films pulling pulling right. in these awards. Gonna, yeah, and uh, excited to see. Steam the year. slap that was heard from Philadelphia to Madagascar. Oh no! Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys mind if we touch on the Grammys really quick? Go ahead. Yeah. So real quick, shout out to the IE. We were in the building at uh, at the Grammys. Shout you out to uh, not me. I said the IE. Oh, I was living vicariously to the bros. Uh, shout out to Nabian for uh, being nominated for Donda, mm-hmm. and then shout out to uh, Hit Boy. Yeah, yeah. Was it Donda as well, or no? It was for the Nas album. It was for so, King's, yeah, disease, King's too. disease too. Yeah, yeah. So shout so out I to, guess he was there for both. Yeah, yeah technically. So really shout out to the brothers mm-hmm. uh, holding out for the IE. Um, awesome. Just just to go through it, uh, we'll kind of just start from the beginning, and then we can go through the other nominees if you want. But um, album of the or yeah, album of the year, um, or is that, is that how they call it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I believe so. Uh, John Batiste, we are. Have you guys heard this album at all? 
I've not heard this album, but no. John Batiste is a beast. And I thought he, it was live performance. Yeah, well, he was also the um, the motion capture for Soul. Like he was playing the piano, mm. and that's what they that used to to capture Soul. And he yeah. did a lot of the music for Soul. Yeah, so he did do a lot of music. It's um, it's not surprising that his album did so well. Uh, just to get give you guys some insight, who was up against uh, Planet Her by Doja Cat? Uh, Back of my mind. That was Chris Brown. Yeah, Honestly, I didn't, I I didn't even know that Chris Brown dropped an album. I think it was but, Chris Brown. but he doesn't get promoted anymore because of what what happened. He's kind of uh, happier than ever. Billie Eilish, uh, Donda. Kanye West, mm-hmm. uh, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, Justice by Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. Montero by Lil Nas X, um, Evermore by Taylor Swift, and then Love for Sale by Lady uh, Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. I just think that it's it's like unfair for Kanye to like not get best album because every time he puts something out, you're hearing sounds that you've never heard before, mm-hmm. right? And to me, that's like, okay, if if you're changing the soundscape and like making me enjoy it's, it, yeah. well, that has to be best album. He said the same thing in his documentary like countless times. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not winning the show, it's rigged. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I mean, I can't argue it yeah, because no. it's it's literally I'm hearing brand new things and all these other albums, I'm I'm hearing the making same people stuff. sound great on top of on his own album. Yeah, there's which like, a lot of people don't do. Not They're at not, all. Because they, they don't, they can't. They don't want to get overshadowed. Yeah, they can't stand somebody else being better than them on their album. Mm-hmm. And you have over like a hundred different producers and features and everything like that, and you made it all sound cohesive, like it's your album, right? Yeah. To me, that's just a shoe in. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just Kanye alone has surpassed so many so artists. Imagine how much time he spent on 808s and Heartbreaks, just creating the 808s, 808s from like nothing. And and then just kind of taking it. The thing is, is that there are Kanye albums that can still win ab- album of the year. I agree. Like if they came out today. That are timeless. That sound like they just came out not too long ago. Yeah. Shout out to Kanye. For sure. I'm so sad he's dropping out of yeah. Coachella. Let's go through just the winners. Yeah, let's go through. Uh, so next up, we got the uh, pop duo group performance. Uh, shout out to Doja Cat and SZA for Kiss Me More. Mm-hmm. Uh, best New Artist, Olivia Rodrigo. Um, I kind of fi- figured, album. yeah, that that was gonna happen. Uh, I was kind of hoping. I feel like they're really trying to get her one. Yeah, I yeah. put her in every category. Yep. She'll get one. I, I was mean, hoping well, for sometimes ba- when you see the Grammys, you, like you know who's with the industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know who's the plant? They've. I mean, maybe not the plant, but it's just like they push the button on her. It's mm-hmm. like you have unlimited resources. You have everything that you need. You're going to pull this out. All you need to do is just show up to these parties. Perform these songs and you'll be. I was kind of right. hoping Baby Keem would sweep that one, but I'm not mad at it. Nah, they're not gonna give that to him. Baby Keem, yeah. two phone Baby Keem, uh, record of the year. Leave the door open by Silk Sonic. Yeah, it's a I clean sweep. It's clean that. sweep. Fault yeah. for fault. Uh, best rap album. Call me if you get lost by Tyler the Creator, which right. kind of made me mad because like they like Igor should have been best album. And they gave him best rap album. Right. And then they just gave him best rap album again. And I'm like, come on. Like, this is a fitting, I guess. Yeah, but, but they're only putting them in one category. To they're win. trying to put them in a little box. and Because they're not ready to have that discussion That's yet. That's unfortunate. I feel yeah. like maybe Joe, or Joe. I think, I think J. Cole should have pulled The Grammys, didn't they label Virgil Abloh as a hip-hop They call him a hip-hop designer? fashion designer, bro. That's they could have just up. called him a fashion mogul. Because he is a fashion mogul. Yeah, but they're like, let's put him. He's he, yeah. categorize him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they just keep trying to. You know how they are. Anybody who comes from hip hop, they want to just keep them there. 
And I know that like there's a bigger argument to that because some people are like, well, if you transcend out of hip hop, then hip hop is going to end up dying off, um, which I don't necessarily agree with. But I understand mm. the point that some people have. So they're like, we need to keep labeling things hip hop regardless of how big it is so that hip hop stays big. Um, but uh, I mean, that's that's for a later podcast, yeah. probably. That's like a deeper discussion. Yeah. And just to breeze through the rest, a song of the year again, leave the door open. Makes a lot yeah, of sense. Makes sense. Uh, reggae album of the year, mm-hmm. um, Beauty in the Silence by Soja. I haven't heard of that, but I'm interested. Latin pop album, Mendel by Alex Cuba. I haven't heard of that either. Category. Uh, again, pop solo performance, Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, she was going to pull that out. Uh, best rap song, Jail by Kanye and Jay-Z. I don't think that that should have won. Uh, okay. Out of all of them. Yeah, yeah, like like that. Like if we're gonna do best rap song, you're gonna pick nah, Jail. They, but like, come they on. would have picked Hurricane, but like, they have this thing against the weekend. Well, I just don't think best rap song should be anything Kanye. That's like my other thing. Like I, I just feel like Kanye has transcended. <laughs> but rap like, I feel like if that, they were gonna pick a Kanye song, it shouldn't have been Jail. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right for sure. It shouldn't have been Jail. Should have been like Praise God or something. Like. Yeah. Uh, just to show you, it was up against uh, Basalt's um, Jay Z. No, that that category was super trash. You think so? Yes. Uh, My Life by J Cole, Twenty One Savage, Best Friend by Doja and Sweetie, and then Family Ties by Kendrick and Baby Keem. I thought Family Ties should have won. Yes, Family Ties should have won for sure. If we're if we're talking about best rap song, but you know, it, it's I, interesting because like you go through the year, and, like as an as a, a listener, you're like. You don't think, okay, they're trying to win a Grammy. Mm-hmm. But when artists are putting these out, they're like, all right, this one, this one's gotta be the Grammy. Like we gotta yeah. put this one out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this one wins a Grammy. Like kinda like with Sil Sonic. Like yeah. they put that song out. Yeah, that that was a Grammy song ago. though. Yeah. Like they knew. Yeah. Because Bruno Which is, op- like he, he That's how Bruno, Bruno operates. Like, well, that's the thing, same thing like with that. Baby Keem and Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. And just to touch base, every time Bruno Mars has been nominated, he's never lost the category he's in since twenty fourteen. No. Yeah, he's good, and he's only he's put out like good. like. Okay, so he technically Bruno only Mars, has three albums. He don't. Miss. Well, not only that, Bruno Mars is like probably the best percentile. Like, like if we were looking at this as basketball, right? His his field goal percentage is through the roof. Damn like, near one hundred percent. Damn near, damn yeah. near one hundred percent. And that's like, and he has minimal music. That's Imagine out, the like, All of it has been. Imagine the assists. There's a lot. Yeah, I mean, well, he this, don't miss. The assist, he don't miss. Well, he, I mean, has he really assisted a lot? I feel like his biggest assist is with Anderson. Um, uh, we have to look more. at his. We have to yeah, look at his songwriting credits. Yeah, that's probably the most like well known one. But his songwriting credits, that's true. Roof. That's true. This Just to keep, uh, keep going. Best music video was "Freedom" by John Batiste. Okay. Uh, best melodic rap performance, "Hurricane" by Kanye and The Weeknd. Which I don't get like that category, but okay. Uh, I thought uh, Industry Baby should have won. That would have been Fire of Industry Baby 1. I think that that would have been Fire of Industry Baby 1, too. Uh, music film. Shout out again, Questlove for Summer of Soul. Hey, Grammy and an Oscar. I bet he's feeling great. Uh, once again, pop vocal album, Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, she was going to pull that out. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Doja would take that one. but Nah, Do- Doja needs another one. Like I feel like Planet Her came out, and then she started getting big, and it wasn't like she was like... Big and then to be honest, I didn't even know that was the name of her album. There you go. Uh, Her next one is gonna be the one if she like if she knocks it out the park. Like you know, they're setting her up with the proper team to do that. Yeah, well, she's almost at headlining status. You know, she there there is a vacancy for that pop 
like world to get she filled by busy. her. I've she, seen that episode of Dave. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, little uh, little Dicky comes out with new music. He I, thought he, I thought he was gonna drop an album at the end of Dave. A, he doesn't even have an album. He probably does, but you know. No, like out is what I meant. Oh, he has one album out. That's what's annoying too. He has one album out, and there's a secret album nobody knows about called Brain. Mm-hmm. Stupid fire, Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. Uh, okay, almost like done. The EP and that is where that they it? had a uh, with Tim and his brain. Yeah, and it has um um what's what's the feature on there? It has uh, the game? The game, yeah, <laughs> which is a crazy feature to have on. Uh, is that it? Best rap performance, Family oh. Ties by Kendrick and Baby Keem. Nice. Uh, I didn't watch the Grammys. Did they? Did they actually accept it? Like the baby, uh, baby, no. Kim, baby Kim accepted it. Okay, oh, he yeah. was there. He was okay, there. baby Kim accepted it. This is first Grammy. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, global music Kim. album, Mother Nature by Angelique Kidjo. Did anybody get slapped at the Oscars? I mean, the Grammys. We we would have heard about it. <laughs> um. So best rock album was Medicine at Midnight by the Foo Fighters. Uh, take this time real quick to shout out uh, Taylor. Rest in peace, sir. Mm-hmm. He was a drummer for the Foo Fighters. They just lost him a couple weeks ago. They were actually supposed to perform at the Grammys, and of course, they had to back out for that reason. So, thank you, sir, for all you've done. Uh, but just to keep moving forward, uh, best metal performance was the Alien by Dream Theater, and musical theater album was the unofficial Bridgerton musical. A lot of people love Bridgerton, and now I, I thought that it. that was interesting because I guess like the story around Damn, Bridgerton. Well, the thing with Bridgerton is that like the that musical started as like a TikTok trend, like and it and they were doing duets, and then like it kept growing and growing and growing. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not an actual musical that's in theater, but like it's still counted, which was super interesting. Um, I was talking to my coworker about this, and and she's like really into musical theater and stuff, and and it's like. Some of the, some purists are like, well, it's it had it wasn't a theater production, so it can't win. But at the same time, it was done during the pandemic and was super inventive. Yeah, that it got Criteria accepted. Changed. You know, yeah. Criteria so, has to change. Like nothing is going to stay the same after the pandemic, especially with all these platforms popping up, uh, studios moving to those platforms because they're like, well. Theaters are dying out. If you're not a Marvel movie, you're not really gonna strike gold anymore. So it's true. And, and for, for the and, and for the Grammys too. I mean, Marvel movies. Yeah, except for Marvel. Marvel <laughs> movies. Except for Marvel. Except for the Marvel. Not all Marvel movies. Yeah, no. They they thought they could pick. Let's get into that now. Let's get into. It. We're, gonna, we're gonna segue. All right. Shout out to all the winners. Shout out to all, out to all, all the winners. Shout out to Oscars Sonic. and Grammys. Yeah. Either way, the rest of the yeah. We, yeah, we don't really talk about the rest of the uh, yeah. There's too many winners, but um, yeah, let's get into Morbius trash. So, so earlier <sighs> we were about this. we were talking about seeing the best and the worst movie, and this one was the best. Is the best? Nah, it's the worst. Uh, um, it has a seventeen percent right now on Rotten, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I think it's only beating um, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four by like 8%. by eight percent. It's a Fantastic Four is at nine percent. This is at seventeen. And yeah. then uh, was it Eternals at thirty nine percent? So 47. before the movie came out, I kept seeing like people being like, "Oh, this movie's gonna be trash!" Like, mm-hmm. but for some time, everybody was really excited until this la- in these last few weeks when people actually started talking about it. They're like, "No, no, it's gonna be trash," without even seeing it. But mm-hmm. I was like, "Why did people's like minds change all of mm-hmm. a sudden?" Mm-hmm. But supposedly there was like all these leaks coming out. Mm-hmm. Even the directors were leaking stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, people saw premieres and there was you know. different edits. I heard that the premiere only showed like forty eight minutes of the movie, so what? like trying to kind of like the 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 thing about this movie That's is terrible. that they were trying to masquerade it as like oh there's an opportunity for us to like further the MCU because of all of this like multiverse like now here's here's the first movie that like is yeah. in Sony's world and it was so poorly it was not the first. Venom Venom one and two or I would say well, Venom, no no no, no. not not like the the first Sony Marvel movie but the first one that's kind of like being accepted into the multiverse mm-hmm. because even in Venom 2 like they shot that extra scene you know like yeah, after the movie was done and it was know? the director from No Way Home and it was a director it. no it was Andy Serkis who has worked with Marvel he was a director no of, but he uh, the post credit scene was oh, done was, by was the shot director. yes yeah, yeah. so um John Watts John Watts did the post credit scene for Venom 2 mhm and so with Morbius First of all, Morbius isn't a character that needed a movie in the first place. See, um, I didn't think about that until I was in the movie. I was like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why are we getting Why, do, why do we have this movie in the first place? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like while the movie was about to start. I always knew this because I'm a big Spider-Man fan and I know which of his villains deserve a movie and which don't. And when they said Morbius, I was like, you can't have a Morbius film without Spider-Man. It's just mm. not going to work. Like it does, it doesn't. You can't yeah. have a Craven the Hunter movie without, without Spider Man. It's just they, not going to work. They're going to try. They're, they are going to try, <laughs> gonna and try. it's going to be garbage. You yeah. know, and and so I knew that this was going to be trash. But then I saw the trailer over a year ago, and I was like, okay, it it yeah. doesn't look like it's going to be that trash. Like, mm-hmm. okay, no, I agree. Like, no, I agree. No, I'm like, I, I, I was like, okay, I was kind of right. excited. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. They have Jared Leto. Because that was even before Venom 2 came out. It was. So this is a pandemic movie, right? Because it was supposed to come out early 2020? Mm -hmm. It was. It was. It kept getting pushed. Got pushed back two years. And it kept getting re-edited. That was like the the main thing. So like people weren't set with the way that the film was. And you had, you know, in the trailer it showed um uh Adrian Toomes played by um Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton for uh as the vulture. And it showed like, you know, uh, newspapers with the Daily Bugle. It showed Spider-Man being called a murderer, which was after um, Far From Home. So we knew that he that, you know, that that was happening. So it was all of this excitement that was around it. And this just turned into a deflated balloon. Do you you think because it got delayed twice, it got worse because they were able to work on it more? I think it got worse because I think Sony lost its leverage so like sony has these characters and marvel has to play ball because they have these characters but the loophole is is that if marvel delays it enough and now i'm not gonna put it on marvel delaying it but like if if the movie gets delayed enough it no longer is relevant and i think that's what happened is that there was an edit and then no way home came out and it was like damn all right, we got to, like, adjust this. I mean, the same thing kind of happened with Black Widow. Well, Black Widow was, like, a period piece, though. Yeah. Like, it took place in a certain amount of time, so it was like, okay. It but just the sucked. hype just kept dying down with each Oh, yeah, as yeah, as, as the pushback. Yeah, for sure. And, and this one, it was just, it was like, okay, we can tell this part of the story because we hadn't seen this yet. Yeah. And then No Way Home came out, and it was like, damn. 
all right, we can't tell that part of the story anymore. Yeah. Uh, and then like it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then you have Multiverse of Madness that already just in its trailers tell the story better with No Way Home to Multiverse of Madness yeah. than Morbius did. Now Morbius is just out here, fish out of water. Yeah. Like, okay, we have this movie, but it can't advance the story yeah. because we're, we're at this certain point. So they it was trash. Yeah, in a way I want to say it was rushed, <laughs> but I don't think it was... It wasn't that rushed. It was rushed. No, they yeah. just sat on it for so long, it, and they overthought it, and yeah, all these other it, it, properties were getting it the was, shine. It was overthought, um, and yeah, seeing what No Way Home did, they're like, "Yo, you know what? Maybe we can re-edit it, and and it'll help us." But, Either way, from the jump, showing the yeah. Spider-Man and like trying to put in the things for the Tobey Maguire and and um, Andrew Garfield universe, like they're already contradicting themselves. Well, the problem with the the big problem with it is that like the story wasn't strong enough. Like this no, is a this is a not film even the villain. that you can't have ten plus years of Marvel films and then make this. You just can't. Like, there's so many things that you can pull from to make a better movie. Why would you make like a pre Marvel, pre DCEU, pre like kind of movie like that it's a mm. pre-superhero it's like the green hornet you know but like <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's Seth one of Rogan those was firing that i mean yeah because you know i get it but it, it nah <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean I and it's just like why did you make this movie that's what it made me feel and like you just had jared leto who just came off of like Man. Some amazing films. Jared Leto yeah. getting a break. all this notoriety, but him in superhero films is just a no. You can't do it. It's not him though. It's the stu- It's always the studios for him. Well, I like, just if he was with Marvel, I mean, he has Disney, the ability to say no. He would succeed. You think so? He would succeed because the studio puts you in the best position to succeed, and Sony was only looking out for their best interests. Because they're trying to keep up, just like DC did. And DC learned their lesson, but Sony hasn't yet. Yeah. They're still early in this whole, well, we can we can go toe-to-toe, like, same time, and it's not working out. The only thing they have that's good for them is Spider-Man. But everything surrounding it without Spider-Man is kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. Venom, they kind of did it, but... The one thing that I did notice, Morbius was literally the br- blueprint of Venom 2. Same length, too. Hmm. And that's what like kind of bothered me. I was like, why do I feel like I'm kind of watching Venom 2 with Morbius mm-hmm. without all the comedy? Well, just you know? how quick it was. Yeah, with how quick it was. And then at the end, somebody ended up getting powers from yeah. one of the villains. And I was like, wow, this literally feels scene for scene. Like, mm-hmm. what's happening? So it's like, and that's the- their only blueprint. And the dialogue was the the script was so. Trash. How did Tyrese do? Oh, Tyrese oh my was goodness. garbage. Oh, he was Don't so even. garbage. Trash. Okay, so <laughs> the the police officers, Tyrese played one of the police officers and like his partner. Both of them were complete garbage as far as like what was written for them. And basically, what they wrote for Tyrese was just just stand there and scowl. Like, oh, like, no. just have a scowl the whole time, and then you have, like, a little one-liner. But, like, even some of the stuff in the trailer that, like, we saw Tyrese involved in, like, got cut from the movie. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even in the movie. And, like, I hope Tyrese, like, I know that Tyrese, like, yes, it's just Fast and Furious for Tyrese. I understand that. I hope he gets more Miss. movie gigs. But 
I wouldn't have took that film. I think yeah. the the criteria for for any superhero movie should at least be two hours, all the time minimum. Because two 90 less minutes. ninety minutes isn't enough. It's it's hard. No. Especially if you're just cutting things out, you know. You can't do a new character in ninety minutes. That's for sure. Maybe and, maybe hour forty five, but even then. Yeah, which is what confused me because Venom, the first one, I think was like two hours. And mm-hmm. then Venom 2 was 90 minutes. And I was like, why did they do that? But I was like, you know what? We kind of already know Venom. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of getting this story with Carnage. So, Well, Sony you know. also can't tell, can't do a Marvel movie where the villain is different from the hero. Yeah. It's always the same, like, um yeah and the, the, same, thing the is, same powers they're yeah, not doing much. superhero movies these are villains yeah so it's hard to do a villain movie and then try to put another villain against the villain yeah it's like an anti-hero type of situation yeah. but they just don't do it well which is which is what i'm afraid of for black adam but that's you know separate studio whatever it's dc i think dc they may get it they, they may get yeah. it right i don't know i hope but, they do um it seems like they might Morbius, it was just so trash. Can't be as bad as, can't be as, bad as Morbius. So, you know what so we need to trash. add to the soundboard? The Tyrese, what more do you want from yeah. me? <laughs> yes, we do. We need to add that for sure. Mark mark that down. Um, but like it, it just, <laughs> it was just like, you ever see you ever see in SpongeBob when uh who's the the blue fish like who's always oh, shouting brother, yeah. this guy stinks exactly that's exactly what it was like that's fine and that's what I was looking at I was just like this is this is terrible this is a terrible movie as I was watching I was like this is a terrible movie that was a terrible shot that was a terrible line dude like, some of the shots even, were bad bro they they renamed the main character or, or like one of the main characters like. His name was Lucian, and they called him Milo for the whole movie. Yeah, because huh? as a kid, um, Michael Morbius, he he like uh, is an orphanage, and he um, is in bed next to Michael Morbius because they're all like in a row. And I guess the kid that was next to Michael Morbius, like the first one died, and his name was Milo. So each kid after that was just Milo. Because they kept dying, and they were trying to say, like, oh, well, he doesn't form attachments with, like, whoever's bedmate is because they keep dying. However, that's okay for, like, his narrative. I did not like that flashback. No, it was trash. It was but then terrible. everyone else in the movie was calling him Milo. Hmm. And I'm like, why is everybody else in the movie calling him Milo? Right, like, that's a connection between him the main character and him. Yeah. And and then at, at the end, he was like, Lucian. No, it's just like fam. Oh get no! Get the hell out of here! Like oh, this no. is ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. The editing, the editing was trash. They should have kept it in the vault. It never should have came out. I'm mad that I saw it. The only thing that I liked from the movie <laughs> was when he first got his powers. And he, yeah, that was probably the, the best part. Yeah, yeah on the I boat. was like, oh my god, yeah. the movie just started, and yeah. it was already like forty minutes in. And I was like, okay, there's some promise, and then it just stopped. Me personally, I'm a sucker for like a montage of like the superhero finding out like the extent of his powers. Mm. So like, I liked how he like was tracking his his sonar, mm. you know, and like was throwing the ball. I did against not the like thing. that like, ear CGI thing. Oh, you know? <laughs> in the movie, I was like cringing and. <laughs> I don't know. It just hit my body in a weird way just to think about like that. Yeah. Thank you guys for allowing me to live vicariously through you and saving me some money. Yeah. Save your money. 
They just so you know, theaters are offering half price tickets to go Yeah, see I got movies. a notification this morning from Fandango saying, Hey, if you use your whatever rewards card through this theater, we'll give you a discounted Morbius ticket. I was like, Wow. Because really theaters are losing money. They're losing money putting that movie up. Yeah. Yeah, because they paid so much to show it and they're like, damn, we have to put it in so many, you know. But don't worry, they'll they'll be saved this Friday when um more movies come out. Yeah. Sonic. Yeah, they make their money Lastly, back I just want to say that the extra credit scenes were garbage. So the first I feel extra like they kind of helped it. The Guys, f- we don't need to keep talking about it. Narik's mad. I'm he said saying, a bad like, word. Like the first the He's first extra credit dead. scene with <laughs> Uh, with the vulture, like okay. So what was it? The was it the vulture from the MCU or yes? yes it was the vulture from the MCU for the first one. Um, and it just showed him basically like what happened in No Way Home. He ended up appearing in the in uh in the jail cell. Yeah, okay. and then the news picked it up and was like a man appears in an empty jail cell known as Adrian Toomes, and like then like he can basically be out because there's no charges against him. Kind of thing, like, Ooh, that, like so. Basically, he uh, what happened to Venom? He got like blipped. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like it was like they switched. But for some right? reason, Venom blipped back, and I don't think Adrian Toomes did. So they never showed that one, <laughs> and then two, the second credit scene didn't wasn't even Michael Keaton. Like it wasn't. No. It wasn't him. It Just was. It was a CGI of. Vulture that was poorly done, very quickly put together, uh-huh. and basically him talking to Morbius, saying like, "Hey, like you know, I think we could team up and like do do some." But he has his whole Vulture outfit on when he appeared in the, that universe as a as a member in jail, but he has his whole Vulture. Yeah, I don't know gear. I wondered that like- that Vulture gear was made from. Uh, the the Chitauri, Chitauri, so it just it doesn't. Where did this all happen? The Avengers aren't in the Sony universe. Yeah. Like what? Like what am I looking Maybe at? Maybe his here? apartment got blipped too. That universe. Bruh, too. Come on, fam. <laughs> come on. It was it was so. I couldn't find an ridiculous. And he just met Morbius out in the middle of nowhere, like having a co- like it. Just, it just it was. Do so you think they'll do anything with that trash? Thing? No. You can't do anything with it. <laughs> Why'd they put it in? And I'm, di- I feel disrespected. I'm like, come on, man. Like, but at least we didn't have to wait to the very, very end, like the official credits. That's they true. put them before, like, the, uh, before the actual. You know what's funny? Credits. While we're all unraveling this, our engineer looks like Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Derbs. Shout out, Derbs. Um, but Derbs the, the, Leto. The, the, <laughs> uh, Jerry Derbingson? Dorbius? Dorbius. Dorbius. Oh, yeah, that works even more. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just mad that they used Michael Keaton like that. If I was Michael Keaton, I'd be like, don't ever put me in another. No, another, he even like, did a movie. Jimmy Kimmel interview where he said he really doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't know what the MCU is and he can care less. Yeah, but like yeah. at least what they're doing in the MCU, like what he did in, uh, what was the first one? Homecoming? Yeah. was fantastic. Right. Like, yeah, but they kind of did. He's just chasing a bag. He just got a bag. He's Batman. It doesn't matter. That's true. His Batman's coming back. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, well, we're gonna move on. Right? We spent too much time on Morbius, our... guys. No, no, that was a good amount. That was a good. Amount. Let's talk about a really good movie. Not the best movie of the year, but this is a really good movie. Oh, you just want to skip? Oh, which one? Th- what are you talking about? Well, let's do. Well, I want to hear what, what he thinks the best movie. Go ahead, talk. About no, it. I said it's not the best movie. Oh, go ahead. But well, I'm just going by the list, man. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. What you got? Talk to me. 
Triple X. X. No, not Triple X. That's a, that's a different movie. I mean, although, we did, hold on. We didn't give our ratings. Oh, is there's not? It's not worth it. Bro. Okay, it's not worth it. That, Zero point five. Yeah, it doesn't go on the score. <laughs> what was the point five for? Honestly, okay. If I'm gonna give it like a like that a leg- one scene on the boat. If I'm gonna give it a legitimate <laughs> rating, I'll probably give it a two. It's a two. Okay, I'm there for too. everything that's there. Like Jared Leto, like he did a good job, but it's it's. I, I can't. I'm, I'm not. It's a two. I'm, I'm gonna just leave it at that. <laughs> He's so mad. I'm sorry. I feel like they had more time to fix it, and they just smashed it all to pieces. They gave up, man. Yeah, they gave up. But yeah, let's move on. I'm sorry, you guys had experiences. I'm just here, like, damn. I almost threw popcorn at the screen. <laughs> I had high hopes. Well, not high, but mild. Was but close. Still. All right, X. what we got next? I'm gonna X. start calling you Mild Morales. <laughs> It's fire. <laughs> it's low-key fire. Yeah, uh, X. Um, yeah, A24. Look, man, A24 is coming up with so many really good movies. Technically, two of these movies are A24 films. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And even that teaser you shared to the group chat earlier with that little gum thing. Oh, it's a shell. And that the trailer came out this morning. I didn't even get to I see didn't get to, it. Where did the movie take place? It was Texas. in Texas. Texas. You know what to say about dumb old Texas. God-fearing oh, country. No. That was just another another SpongeBob reference. Wish I was back in Texas. Uh, <laughs> Those wide open skies. So so X Wish wasn't I was in Texas. X was cool. Barbecue because be compass. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh yeah, she's oh why. <laughs> I'm dead. So X was X was a cool movie. All I could do is cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing new in horror, but I did like it because I feel like lately a lot of horror movies have been driven by like curses or or ghosts or cults, demons, demons, um, slashers that are invincible. And this one was Gotta like love a good invincible slasher. Yeah, I mean, uh, why the not? hash slinging. The dash ringing, singing, blinging, so many tinging. <laughs> we need a SpongeBob uh, sound. Yeah, we do. Um, but yeah, like I, I like that they kind of went back to just. I guess it kind of was a slasher film, but with a twist, mm. with sex-deprived old people. Mm. <laughs> um, what a twist! That were envious of of young people just flaunting themselves away and a lot of it had to do with um religion you know mm-hmm. at the time you know to be uh, a porn star was was frowned upon and you know a sin um so they kind of had to keep it low-key and, and this movie is pretty much about a, a group of people trying to shoot a really cinematic a porno like the first of its kind like this is gonna win awards this is gonna get us shout out to what's his, what's his name rj shout RJ. out to rj the director because because the guy who was shooting it he didn't usually shoot pornos but he loves shooting movies mm-hmm. but the we guy all, we all gotta start somewhere yeah and the other guy was like well look this is your key to good old Hollywood. what's his name wayne that wayne. was his name wayne yeah um, so yeah, they kind of had to go to anybody like this tells you that shooting house. a porno is your key to getting into Hollywood. Well, back then, <laughs> go you know, the other way. Back then, hey, man. they were pretty gullible, and any chance to shoot a movie, right? Um, especially if you're not paying for it. So shoot this sex right here. <laughs> shoot no, this sex. <laughs> shoot this sex here. Uh, so they had to go 
pretty much do it in a low key area. Went to this old person's farmhouse. What was the name of the and, What was the name of the porn they're putting together? The Farmer's Daughters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's disrespectful. And uh, Kid Cudi was the the main <laughs> character. In his the uh, his full name in the movie was Jackson Hole. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> so shout out Kid oh Cudi. This is probably like his best role. It, it really is. Done. It is a really good Kid Cudi role. He can't like be even known for the role of Jackson Hole. Well, he hasn't done anything else. So it was better Jeez. than what he did in um Need for Speed. No, <laughs> what was the one with, the, with uh, Ariana? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look up. Uh, don't look up. There we don't go. It can't oh, yeah. be better than yes. him. Don't look up. Really. Even yes. though Don't Look Up is a better movie, his his acting was better in this one. Yeah. Is the acting like I I, I actually took him seriously. Semperfy. Yeah, and he was an ex-Marine. Semperfy. He was an ex-Marine in the movie. Certain Vietnam. Yeah. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Um, so yeah, they pretty much went to these old people's house and shooting the movie and so many things started going wrong, you know. Uh so the guy who was shooting the movie. He brought his girlfriend along to help him with played sound. by the beautiful Jenna Ortega. Jenna she's, Ortega, she's on fire, bro. She wasn't supposed to be in the movie, so eventually she was like, "I want to be in the movie," mm-hmm. and it it set off this whole chain of, of events. events. Yeah, um, that pretty much led to everybody's demise. Um, I, I don't think Sounds I want to spoil right. too much. You don't. You don't have to worry about spoiling it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, not for the people. Oh, yeah, you're not gonna watch it. <laughs> I'm no. talking about yeah. for the people that haven't seen. Um, because I I think there's a little bit of a twist at the end. Um, that I don't want to. Was there? I, I believe so. With the with the daughter of the pastor. Um. Yeah. That's not. But yeah, I see what you mean. Well, okay, she that's was fair. Just down that's fair. All of a sudden, or what? Okay. So so basically, the people's farmhouse that they're staying at. Um, the wife, she's she was a very beautiful young lady when she was younger. And now that she's older, she doesn't feel beautiful. Her and her husband can't have sex anymore because he, he has a bad heart. And mm-hmm. she feels like she's not beautiful enough. And she's have all this beautiful long hair and that yeah. like she's missing hair now. And like they're, they're, they're just really old beat up people. Mm. Right. And then these young kids come in. Girls wearing booty shorts, t- crop tops, tank tops and all that. She sees that and she's like, wow, that used to be me. Mm-hmm. And her um, her and the main character, the the ex, her name was... Uh, Mia Goth. Yeah, Mia Goth. She um, she invites her inside the house and kind of like talks with her, but she's comparing her to like herself when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just how she used to dress and all these men want me. And, you know, my Howard, her husband, um, used to do all these things for me. And, you know, now we don't even touch each other. da 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 that's kind of like the whole synopsis about those people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, fast forward into the demise of everybody. Basically, when RJ, the director of the movie, mm-hmm. um, his girlfriend decided that she wanted to do a sex scene because mm-hmm. she liked what what was being done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she liked what Kid Cudi was packing. Basically, <laughs> um, he decides to end up. He decides to leave. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the van, which is parked a little, little ways mm-hmm. from that. It's it's more near the the main the, house, the, the main house, and the staying. side house that they were staying at. Mm-hmm. And then as he leaves, the old lady is right Appears, there. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And so the thing with the movie is like, people are like, "Why are they dying so easily to these old people?" But it's like they're so naive. 
mm-hmm. that like why would this old person why would this old couple do this to me yeah yeah so like all of them everything that happens was is it like sudden. torture like no torture it was literally it was, oh, it was super, super sudden deaths mm-hmm. that this movie was it, tur- it kind of turned into a comedy mm-hmm. um we won't kind of jump into like everybody's deaths but like what kind of started it off is that she looked like she was lost and she used to be a dancer so she's kind of driving uh dancing in the driveway mm-hmm. and then rj gets out man what's what's wrong and then she attempts to start like kissing him mm-hmm. and he's like no like get off me and then immediately just has she, like scissors or something she has shears or yeah, shears. like a knife and just stabs him right in the neck and just it's pretty goes to it's town. pretty bloody it's pretty that, that's probably the most graphic death yeah. scene out of the whole out of movie. all of them oh, yeah you get stabbed in the neck and it's like yeah yeah it's 24 they're like we got to put it in somewhere yeah this was an a24 film yes got it um, and the then shot it, really beautifully. It, yeah, it was mm. the location was really really nice. Um, you could tell the older people were played by younger actors in old suits. Yeah, well, the old lady was Mia Goth. Oh, that was her also. Yeah, she played the old lady. That's super dope. So I didn't that's know why that. when they were in the house and she was kind of like talking, the old lady was talking to Mia Goth's character. I was like, she's literally talking acting herself. with herself. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty fire. That's pretty cool. I like that. I didn't it realize kind of that. Changed my perspective on the movie. Even watching it after, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'd give it a little bit more yeah. uh, um, credit. But basically, everybody that's a part of the movie dies other than Mia Goth. Mm-hmm. That's like the gist of it. But it's kind of expected, and there's hints of it from the very beginning of the movie without giving away like the main plot. And she uh, didn't kill her because she sees her. No, her. There's, there's. No, just... there's, there's, there's a reason why, and it's more comical than anything. We'll talk about it after the pod because we don't mm-hmm. want to spoil the rest. But it was a really well shot movie for what it was. Yeah. It, I thought it was really great. Me and my friend, I saw it with my parents and my brother, and we were all dying. Like it was yeah. hilarious. I saw, I saw it with friends. It was cool. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't seen it, you like horror movies, go check. And you it like out. sex scenes because you know you young kids out here. Yeah, and just encouraging the sex. Yeah, but um, you see Kid Cudi's butt cheeks, kind of funny too. See more than just that. Well, yeah, but that was obviously <laughs> CGI. Is it though? I... Pause. Why would they CGI that? Did you think he said, "Can you CGI that?" <laughs> you never know. Anyways, <laughs> is that Nor- possible? Narik's uncomfortable. I just don't need to see this movie. <laughs> no, no, we know you're not going to see it. Yeah, but, but um, I give I give it like a like a seven. Did I give Kid it Cuddy hum. <laughs> no. Oh no, but she did on Kid Cudi. Am I right? Yeah, she did. Bazinga. Um, I give it a seven point five. <laughs> Yeah, you give it a seven point five. I give it seven point five just because the ending, this the ending made it really funny. Seven. Is if it, it if it didn't turn into like a movie. like a relatively comical ending, it would have been like a six point five. Aren't most horror movies comical anyway? This one was there. more comical it's like dark than comedy. Yeah, yeah. Still okay. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. But um, one more movie before we get to the best movie of the year, and this movie was pretty. It's pretty surprisingly good. This was good. a dope movie. I was like, I'm gonna need y'all to break it down for me because I didn't peep it. So this movie, it's a noir movie. It, it happens at a time when uh, there's gangsters and Chicago gangsters and stuff, monsters, Chicagians, Chicagians. It's pretty cold. It's happening in December of Chicago, mm-hmm. and it has to do with a tailor. Well, not a tailor. He's a cutter. He's a cutter. A tailor. He doesn't like to be because called I ripped my pants. And <laughs> so the whole movie. He seems unsuspecting. He's just a guy who makes suits for mobsters and other people. And he's also he also does like cash drops. Oh, it's like the Kingsman. Something. Sort of. It's sort of like, that. like I got yeah. that feel yeah. from That's it. Fire. But except without the spy uh take. Yeah. It and was a lot darker of a film. 
talking about like the realities of like, you know, these mobsters were getting suits made and his spot was a mob drop off mm-hmm. pretty okay. much. So they would go into the back and they would do their thing and then like leave. And he was so unassuming and so like much of a perfectionist in his craft that he wouldn't question anything that they're really yeah. doing or, right. or stuff like that. And he had um, a receptionist who would like help him and everything. So like was that. he aware of these things? Yeah, he was, aware. Okay. he was aware. He was aware that they happened, he was, but he, he was really just trying to like pretend like he wasn't aware. Exactly. You know, just because he was so focused on his craft that he wanted to do that and yeah, gave him enough. His excuses, he didn't ever want to be involved. Yeah. That's fair. It's it's like it's it's basically playing the part of like that guy where it's like you can come in here and do your thing, just don't involve me in He's it. Neutral. And like I'm gonna act like that I don't know. Right. He's you know what's going on. Okay. But you have all of these. Um, it's one of those movies where like it takes place in a place. Majority yeah. of the film. The whole movie is in so one place. all of the filming is like in different rooms of like a, the same movies. space. And um, I like I like that. Like that's mm. really cool for me because it allows me to really focus on the acting mm-hmm. of the film because I'm not like oh wow like how how do we get yeah, here like how do we get to this place? It's like a story that takes place in one night, you know, of something happening, and basically it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse, and he is kind of forced to get involved, and he has to use his unassuming cunningness to like figure yeah. his way out through it or else um someone dear to him may may suffer the consequences. Yeah. And the thing is the whole movie there's a plan that the old man has, the the cutter. And you know, the reveal at the end is like, oh wow, like Yeah. I mean, how did we not twist. see this coming, yeah. you know? Yep. Um pretty much just trying to create a life where he can leave and and live happily because i mean she, quietly because in the beginning of the movie he has like an assistant and she always asks him like because he used to be uh, a cutter in england in england no, London. in france and she's like you could have been you could have set up your shop anywhere in the world you chose chicago but you chose chicago and i i i don't think they said exactly why but he did leave um london because uh his family died in a fire in his shop because they had an apartment above the shop. So he kind of just wanted to get away from it all. And mm-hmm. his life before was pretty much, he was pretty much a, a gangster too, I believe. Well, they or, did, well or some, he, he didn't talk sense. about it. He yeah. didn't really talk about like his life before. He made it seem he like that he's Which also sets up the life. sequel prequel of what could possibly be. Yeah, possibly. well, it's, yeah, possibly. I could see a prequel. A prequel would be kind of cool. Well, like, but he's just such a master of his craft. He knows... The angles, he knows the stitching, he like cares about doing it. So right. like there's this meticulousness that that he brings. And usually killers have that same, you know, meticulousness. But yeah. you don't really pick up on they it. You know where to cut. Exactly. Yeah. You don't really pick up on it. So you're just like, oh well, this is a guy who really cares about his craft. Right. And he is in good graces because he he ended up making a suit for like one of the lead mob dudes. Mm. So like he was there for him. And then you have uh, Dylan O'Brien who plays one of the mob guys. He, he's, which was a little interesting. <laughs> At first, I, I was like, "Oh, yeah, why they get Dylan?" I didn't really picture Dylan doing it, but I, you know, he gave me like yeah. young John Travolta vibes. He grew on me in the movie. That's yeah. that's what it was. It was like young John Travolta like, vibes, like Grease or Saturday Night Fever. 
Um, I would say more like Saturday Night Fever. That's fire. Yeah, I would I like say yeah, it was like that. But like he's on the shit. Obviously not as like good. Like he kind of played still like a young naive type of mob right. dude, Very but. Naive. But he was like, you can tell like some of the shots that they got and like the way he was like looking. I was like, oh, they were trying to get the the John Travolta. They were trying to get the JT, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, yeah. But it was really interesting with him. And then it kind of turned into like a not really like a murder mystery, but like the audience knew more information than the characters did. Obviously, so. Right. Seeing the characters coming in and out, the suspense was around: Are the characters going to find out what's happening? Mm-hmm. You know, and when are they going to find that yeah. that out? Like and it, it was it, with the whole scenario that was going on. It was kind of it was kind of hard for them to figure out what was going on because they were being pinned against each other. So they were kind of worrying about one another as well, other than trying to figure out what was actually going on. And with the whole like, they were like so egotistical. You know, one of them was like, hey, I'm the leader here. But it's like, hold up. How are you the leader if my dad is the, the mob boss right. you know, type thing? So it was it was a whole thing. Um, People they, vine for power, you know, that, yeah. that kind of thing. The normal, and, the normal. Yeah, and the cutter's just like in the middle of it. And like his assistant kind of reminds him of his daughter that he lost in the fire. So he's trying to protect her. And she's oblivious to what's going on. And is he's like... Though? But well, she's she? she's oblivious to what he's doing, but she also has her own agenda. She, she, <laughs> exactly. So it kind of all unfolds, and then you get this dope like twist at the end where you're like, oh. Even when she revealed that. what she was, mm-hmm. I didn't believe it. I thought she was like I thought playing she was, along yeah, with yeah. something else. And then I, I was like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. She was serious. Mm-hmm. So. so basically the, the, the movie, like they're looking for a rat. Mm-hmm. And like that's rat. like the whole thing is not like, like a ratatouille. Yeah, yeah, not a ratatouille rat, but like you know, oh, like uh, a raccoon tooie. Yeah, yeah, a yeah, raccoon yeah, tooie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they were looking for for a rat, and so people kept saying that they were the rat, and like you didn't know who to really believe mm. because uh-huh. they were saying it, allowing them, and that propelled their agenda to go forward, um, which was super. It was super interesting. It yeah. was it was a it was a movie that I didn't. I mean, I saw the poster. The poster was like kind of Marvel esque with like all the characters and like facing different ways mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, this might be good or it might be super trash. I thought it was going to be a spy movie, which it kind of was a little bit in, in some ways. But um, I had saw the trailer before uh, I even like I didn't, before. I, didn't, I didn't watch the, the trailer um, at all. I, I just, and the only reason I went was because initially I was going to go see everything everywhere all at once. But. For some reason, it was only in select theaters, so I was like, "Well, I still kind of want to go to the movies." And I, you said that you saw the outfit and it was mm-hmm. good. I was like, oh, "Let me go check it out." So I went to go see it by myself, and it turned out to be really good. Yeah, yeah, it was a good surprise. I re- really enjoyed because you know, I film. didn't really hear about the movie coming out this year. In case you guys don't know, uh, we all go to the movie theaters without Narik. No, I disrespectful. Went, I went with Narik. Yeah, we we did go. Yeah, but, shout out Mark. But how many times Mark did Rick text you to remind you? <laughs> so many times. So many times. But and we do it, and it, it was even funnier is that. Uh, hey, you guys we, hate me. I'm convinced. We go to his neighborhood, and he lives 10 minutes away. <laughs> I just park in front of his house, and then I leave. Shame. He Ubers Shame. from Narik's house. I'm dead. <laughs> Messed up. Oh, if you park, and then you Uber <laughs> to the. Oh, I'll be so hot, bro. Disrespectful. Hey, Narik, watch my car. I'll be back. Hey, I'll can I park here? Car. <laughs> But yeah, shout out Mark. Can Rylance. I stream? Can I stream the outfit anywhere? 
Uh, no, not yet. Not okay. yet. But, I, but it I, is a good streaming movie. Like, if you don't catch it in theaters, you won't be disappointed, like, turning it on yeah. at home. Most to likely it's going to, like, drop on Hulu and HBO Max. I think it would definitely be on HBO Max, for sure. Both. If it's anything like The I Kingsman, because The Kingsman dropped pretty quickly. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised. But HBO, uh, well, right now I've noticed a lot of movies are going to both Hulu and HBO Max. Because The Kingsman is on both. Yeah. HBO Max, Hulu. Um, another one just dropped on Hulu and HBO Max. Oh, also with Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. The Bradley Cooper movie and uh, Willem Dafoe is in it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I totally forgot, I forgot the, the name, name of the movie. But I know what you're talking about. It's a noir movie as well. You, you, you know about it. Uh, the Cooper? Last Night in Soho or something like that? No, that one? No, no, no. Different no. one. Either way. Yeah. It's not Either worst. way, uh, Ratings. It was pretty cool. Ratings. Ratings. Yeah. Uh, I give it a seven. I give it an eight because it was better than X. I get the peep, so uh, I'll go by what I'll take the average between it, it, y'all. It probably was better than X. That's why I don't know why X got a seven. Eight. But it was shot beautifully. It was written beautifully. Just because it shot beautifully, it gets a seven point five. It was. It yeah. was a masterpiece. The, the writing wasn't bad. It was shot beautifully. It wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't like the most amazing movie ever. Yeah. It was a great watch. Yeah, it was nothing new, nothing old. Just it was just a really great hit, watch. Hit well on the nail, ahead of the nail, whatever they nail say. on the head. Let's see, see where you're going. All right. <laughs> Speaking of something on our heads, if you guys notice, if you're watching us on oh YouTube, my goodness. we got our third eye open. The best movie. Yeah. Of all time. According to all three of us, actually. Because I think we all agree that this is <laughs> the best movie of 2022. Time, what a ride. Yeah. It was, it was <sighs> from beginning to end. If we're talking about theater entertainment, this was the movie to watch. Everything. Every multiple genres were touched upon. There was Everywhere. comedy. There was action. There was all at once. Well, so uh, here I'll let you guys kind of take lead because you guys had a different movie experience than I. No, talk talk about yours. Was it fun? How was your theater experience? Yeah, first? It, my theater was quiet. Quiet. My theater was oh, quiet. God. But no. also at the time, the showing that I went, sounds like a It wasn't in the big. <laughs> it wasn't in the big theater. I'm assuming you guys saw it like in the bigger yeah, RPX theater. It was huge. Yeah, it was. A big yeah, ours theater. was relative. Was ours huge. was small. It was an IMAX with laser. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't have that one. Yeah, that one wasn't showing till like 11, and obviously like. Yeah, I'm not gonna. No, no, no. The movie's two hour movie, and then I drive back to the IE from Irvine. So yeah, because it was only so. We're from the IE. If you're not from the IE, and you're from the LA area, you're from anywhere else Orange in the County, world. OC. It was only showing in the Orange Orange County area. So from the IE, it's about an hour drive, a little bit more for sincere. So right now, you can only watch it there, but soon enough, it will be everywhere. Um, I would love to I think just it's to throw it out there that it's called everywhere all at once, and it's but it only shows it's not, it's it's not showing everywhere all at once. Yeah, it's it's everywhere, I mean, I, I would like be down maybe whether it's soon or like in the future to watch this movie in theaters with friends. Yes, I think it's way better with friends um, because you get to have a, it's a great movie that like after you're like oh I really want to have this conversation, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of movies like that nowadays other than like Marvel movies, so. And and recently the Batman, which people are still talking about it. Like people are still messaging me about the Batman. So I'm like, okay, that's how our Batman episode is doing well. well A lot of people are talking about that. Yeah, it was well received. So and this movie is just as well received, if not better, because it has nothing to do with superheroes. And but it is a multiverse movie. Yes. But it's a such a fresh take. Yeah, it's so fresh on the multiverse. Well, keep in mind also. 
I'm not sure many people noticed, but the Russo brothers actually worked on this film yep, as well. They produced it. Um, they produced it. I pointed that out. So yeah. the team that put this together really focused on it. Yeah, let's just get into it because it's Daniels. like it's a, it's a lot to unravel. But also, I want to hear I want to hear again like more in detail about your guys' experience. Nareed called me after the movie was done, guys, when I was driving home, and told us told me exactly what happened. Yeah, so him and Skywalker Mike. So me and Nareed's theater experience, we got the only time slot in the area, seven p.m. at an AMC, and it was in IMAX, and seats were selling quick, so we bought them, and. You know, we just thought we were going to go see a movie. Mm -hmm. And we show up and we're kind of, we're like a little late, but it's cool. We still kind of get the yeah. gist of what's going on. And um, we got like right when the previews were, were like yeah, done, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 pretty much right when it was done. And th the movie's going on and random characters from the movie start like coming out. And the whole theater just breaks out and just cheers. And applause. And me and Nareek just look at each other like, who is that? Is that somebody big? See, I don't watch A24 films too uh -huh. too often. So I thought that A24 may have had like a continuity that like, oh, these characters play other characters. Yeah. And so that's like what I was seeing thinking. them I was pull like, up. Wait, wait, wait. Was this in the, is this like a fan favorite? Like, is yeah. this a Twitter thing or something? I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And uh, throughout the movie, it happened so many times. And we're just like in awe because we're like, oh my goodness. Like, people really love this movie. Yeah. And, you know, we watched the movie and the movie's well, they, amazing. But the there were things watch. that were happening in the movie. Like, it's one of those movies where, like, if if you have the, the type of, like, theater goers and, like, movie goers, you're talking to each other during the movie, mm -hmm. but not, like, in a... In a Obnoxious way. Exactly. Yeah. It's more of, like... Whoa! Did they just do that? Like, did yeah. you see what I just saw right now? Like, did you just this... see those two dildos? <laughs> okay, it's okay. So I'm okay. First of all, because I'm sure our audience just heard that right now was like, "Why am I going to watch this movie?" So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't listen. Yeah, that's not the important part. Like, don't listen really to Skywalker not, Mike. All that, that second to like yeah. the core of the movie. Yeah. Exactly. That's not the super that's important surface. part. I had somebody it, tell me they could have went without the butt plug scene, but uh, I mean. Yeah, what we're pointing out right now is not the important part of it's the movie. Not. I it's just, just want to funny. stress that yes. for everybody that's listening that right now because true. It, it's notice it, Derb got Derb's attention. Part. Notice Derb sat up in his seat <laughs> no. when he heard dildos and butt plug. <laughs> yeah, it's not what you think, but yeah. the movie is so brilliantly done. Um, the actors are amazing. the The story it's like interesting, Michelle, confusing, yo. all in the right ways. Jamie um, Curtis. And, and it just brings you into it. Like, you're just like, you want to know what's happening, what's going to happen next. This is crazy. And then, yes, they have a little comedy, which is, you know, the butt plugs the and the dildos relief. and things yes, like that. Sure. But it's not in a cheesy, like, oh, we're going to just do this to sexualize something. It was just like, it was just so weird. They explained why they yeah. had to do that stuff. And it's all part was, of the movie. It's not for any, for yeah. like no that, reason. Yeah, there's a purpose behind it. And then even then, like in the movie, those butt plugs weren't actually butt plugs in the movie. They were trophies. They were trophies, yeah, for the tax IRS. So yeah, then this whole movie again, it's one of those movies that just happens in one location. Real quick, you, do you get it's why? Do you get why the trophies were butt plugs? Yeah, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis says it. She's like, you know how much bullshit you have to go through just to get one of these. Did you get that part? Well, yeah, but it's because yeah. IRS be fucking everybody. Yeah, there you go. exactly. But it has to it has to do with what she said. So the movie was really smart and comical at the same time. Like there were, 
there were these like it was just a commentary on things that we go through in society and it really talked about the asian american experience mm-hmm. um like and also like the asian immigrant experience of like the, the generational gap like how like certain older asian um you know parents how like the the types of um expectations that they have on their kids and how you know the moms and, and the dads have those same expectations on on their kids and how they haven't been able to connect with them through the generational gaps and everything so it had an amazing commentary on on that which we haven't seen um as yet uh in theaters which i truly truly appreciate they got wonderful actors and actresses for it and then it just gets weird but in the best way yeah. possible and um it was just such a fun ride that coupled with people cheering for the movie really made it entertaining like i was talking to the guy who was sitting oh, yeah. next to me on the I right did, like i did catch that a few times yeah like we were like chatting about how crazy this is like and like people were laughing all together at the same time it wasn't a quiet, sure quiet theater at one point it bro it, it was so it was just such an entertaining experience and then it got even better once the movie was over mm. when we found out why this was happening and all of a sudden we see chairs being brought up to the front of the of the, the theater. of the theater and a microphone cuts on and it says basically like the stunt team who put together the fight scenes in this film which there are wonderful fight scenes I mean, in this yeah. film beautiful, and they're in the movie uh, beautiful yeah. fight scenes and they're in the movie well coordinated yeah they are going to be speaking in a panel to all mm. of us in the theater and me and Skywalker Mike just looked at each other like, like what? What wait, did, did you know for? that this was happening? Like, we yeah. paid a regular ticket to go yeah. here, and it just happened to have some of the uh, actors and actresses that were in the movie there um, and talking about the movie. And they took Q&As from the mm-hmm. audience, and, like, we got to all really experience it together. And I've had a theater theater experience like that, and it's always memorable. Um, but usually I've had that theater experience expectedly. This one was so unexpected that it just made our time uh, watching this movie like so much better. Yeah. Yeah, no, I enjoyed Did it. Did you guys lot. ask any questions? No, no. Skywalker Mike was scared. I was. You were scared too. Somebody asked my question though at the end. I so asked Skywalker I Mike okay. if he had a question and then he didn't say anything. He was like, nah. But then somebody asked a question and he was like, oh, that was my question. That would have been. Was like, what was the question? question? What was the question? What's your favorite scene from the movie? Oh, uh, it's basic. It's basic. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It was pretty basic, but that's all I could come up but with. The guy that's was why like, I didn't ask it. The guy was like standing who had the microphone, like maybe like two, like two steps below Skywalker Mike and uh, he still wasn't, still wasn't down. Who would have heard you? I didn't have a question. So, yeah. But like he said, it was basic. That's why I was like, eh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't ask that. I wish I had, I mean, if I would have known, I would have went into the movie, like, probably like, so okay, what? The people that were in the I panel were the, like, people that were on screen? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the guy with the red hair, both pretty much the two dudes with the butt plugs. The, oh, okay. The, those they two were dudes. In the movie. Which are the two the guys who, who did, you know, and they talked about the martial arts in the film and, like, how they were thinking. Oh, yeah about doing the fight scenes and using the props because there's so many different props in the movie. Exactly. And uh, they were saying that the directors, the Daniels, were very supportive over them kind of creating this on their own, you know, and just saying like, hey, this is the scene. How do you guys want to do this? Mm. And it was just that kind of co-creation. And as creators ourselves, I mean, it's just great to hear that that level 
is still operating like how we would operate. You I know? love the way A24 is producing their movies. Like their production company is... They're doing a good job. And, yeah. you know, I know that they kind of lean a little bit more to the horror genre. So that's not typically my bag. But anything that's A24 that's not horror, I'm like, you got me. You got my money. Yeah. I'm for sure going to go see that um, because they, they're doing something special over there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but I mean, all in all, the movie itself—it's—it's like, it's a crazy ride, and it's really show, hard to kind of talk about exactly what it's about because there's so many moving yeah. parts going it, along with it. So, so on the surface, yeah, it, it's just all wacky and crazy. But on a deeper level, it does have to do with the mo- mother-daughter relationship. I think the whole family relationship, because it's the mother-daughter, yeah, and the mother and the mother father, and her father, yeah. mother and uh, husband, mo- yeah. mom and dad, basically. Um, but you know the the main antagonist being Jobu Tupaki, uh, <laughs> be the you making up words, bro. She was funny, bro. Yeah, she was no, shout out Joy. to Michelle. Yeah, to Michelle. Michelle killed it. She she was so good in that movie, and the writing was fire. And it's just basically like it's like a multiverse. Like there's multiple versions of every character that's in the film, and the they basically describe that every choice that you make creates like a different version of yourself that like yeah. made right. a similar choice it, or like it starts off a branch bit. off like it just kind of look visualize Loki that yeah. causes a branch and the way you're able to connect like w- kind of like how uh, Venom says like the symbiotes are all linked to the yeah. mega mind yeah, right yeah they're all able to do so Someone by was on to something mm-hmm. so so there was <laughs> one that connect that was a branch. Who they basically the the main character in that world or in that multiverse discovered how to connect all with the multiverses. all the multiverses like connect their brain to everybody. She created in the alphaverse. An, she created exactly. an yeah. She created an algorithm where it gives you the best probable thing to connect you with the closest variant of yourself. Exactly by doing crazy wacky things or something as like eating chapstick or. Chewing a random piece of gum, stapling your forehead. Yeah, and Finger like part of, part of the journey. Hands. Well, like part of the journey of the film is you're seeing these people do things that you're like, why are they doing this? Yeah, at first, and that's like what the curiosity. It's enough to to kind of spark your curiosity without giving everything away. And then when you get the reveal, it's so satisfying that you're yeah. like, okay, yeah, this all yeah, makes you sense. Think back, like, this oh, is great. that's why he ate that exactly that chapstick mm-hmm. or you know. Just different weird things. And it's just awesome that they shot it really well and that there's this like level of uh, whimsicalness to it, mm-hmm. but like serious. Very it's like, fantasy. Like, yeah, like when you take fantasy seriously, it ends up great because mm-hmm. you can you can you can have like social commentary attached to it and it'd be whimsical and it'd be fantastical. Yeah. But then it'd be serious and not like, oh, I'm going to make a joke of myself in this like. No, I'm gonna eat this chapstick. Like, not as a joke. Yeah, <laughs> you know what this I is mean? very serious. And this is very serious. It's one, great. Of the, one of the things that I got from the trailer is I really thought Jamie Lee Curtis's character, um, what was her name? I totally forgot her name. But I thought she was going to be the main uh, villain. Mm-hmm. So you know, and it, it, that's kind of where it. Uh, what, what's the word? It deceives you. Yeah. You know, you go into the movie like, okay, Jamie Lee Curtis. Clearly the villain, you know, IRS is the villain to everybody. And then <laughs> it, it goes along the way and then we find out that the villain is really the daughter 
Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to reveal yeah, that. No, I mean, we were holding, we were withholding information on X, but you're gonna tell them that information, like <laughs> no. on the best movie. Like, you know you what's though? I think for me, the most enjoyable thing that I realized is that the dad was um, the kid, the uh, oh yeah, from from Indiana the Goonies, Jones? Indiana Jones and the Goonies. Mm-hmm. And I like yeah. to me, I was just like, wow. Supposedly, he hadn't done movies for years. Yeah. And all the practical effects he did, like he really, like he's not a, a martial artist, uh, but of he any sort. And he learned, and uh, he practiced from what learned. we heard from the stunt team that they worked with him. Like he really won. Like he he practiced every day after, mm-hmm. you know, even after practicing on set, he would go home and practice even more. And that, I thought that was really cool to hear. And even Jamie Lee Curtis did some practical. Stuff Jamie Lee Curtis, this is probably one of my favorite roles she's ever done, bro. You yeah. know that that the flying knee. That was for yeah real. off the stairs. Oh, she really, yeah, really she did that. She really did that. Yeah, yeah. That's not CGI. She she Damn. did that in and slow like, motion. That was a so really far. good shot too. Mm-hmm. And when she's trying to tell her like, "I love you," uh, and then Stephanie, <laughs> Stephanie Shu, hot dog hands, hot dog. Uh, Stephanie, if you're oh, hearing this, uh, I'm in love with you. The daughter, she uh, she killed that. Stephanie Jobu uh, Tupaki. Jobu Tupaki. Yeah, Joy. No, she did that. She did that for sure. One of I my mean, favorite scenes is when she came out of that elevator. She Sick. always had a fly ass fit on too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, low yeah. key. What yeah. the the initial introduction to her with the mask? Oh, that was fire. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Super that was fire. cool too. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, and, and in the theater we were I, like, I think when uh, the villain first appeared, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I know who it is, and I, I looked at Eric and I, I said who it was, and and then the reveal kind of it wasn't a huge reveal, but you know, I I felt like it was pretty obvious. Did you not uh, feel it was obvious? Well. Uh, I I think when you're dealing with multiverse, you either have two options. It's either one of the versions of somebody that's there or it's someone like completely random, someone random, you know. So I was just kind of holding out for what it was going to be. I was Mm -hmm. trying to think back, like, was there someone who went into the laundromat or like somebody like who was around there, you know, or it could have been, you know, the girlfriend um, Mm -hmm. instead. You know, that's 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 what I thought also. But they didn't go that way. So Um, that would have been a good twist as well. Yeah, yeah. All in all, it was such a fantastic film. If you get a chance to watch it, highly encourage. Yes, it should be with your friends. It should be in your local theater. Um, pretty much now. When you listen to this episode, it should be in your local theater by now. Um, hopefully, because it it deserves to be. Yeah, even if it's not in your local theater, it's worth the drive to wherever the theater is Mm. and that's having it to plan. Plan a date night. Plan something with your family. Plan an outing. Give yourself time. Watch drive out there and enjoy yourself. Yes, it was a great experience. Whatever your vice is, like enjoy that and watch the movie. Like it's (laughs) it's great. It's worth it. Yeah. I really love the martial arts in the movie, though. Uh, shout out to Martial Club. Ratings? Yes. Shout out to Martial Club. Martial Club, you guys did that. Was that the people that were speaking? Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. Yep. Uh, ratings, what'd you guys give it? Ten. Ten. Ten? Ten, bro. Ten. Ten. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I'm there with you guys. That's a ten. Don't it's let us peer pressure you. No, no, because no, 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 no. I mean our experience was different from your experience. It's a ten because the, the, of the, the theater experience, experience that was there too. So I think if I saw it the same way you saw it, I'd give it a nine. I'd because still give it a ten. To me, tens are a little bit sacred, but like this was a sacred thing a sacred because moment. of because of what. So happened just to also. share how my theater was, two people fell asleep next to me. Oh, that's a long movie. Two people fell asleep next to me. Yeah, I know. Um, I got really annoyed. Um, the seats were like, yeah, the theater was small. Also, though. It got really hot. 
So he just kind of got irritable towards the end. You just didn't have a great theater experience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I, 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 I love the movie. Yeah. I brushed but up on it afterwards. if you have the chance to watch it in theaters, watch it in theaters. Because yeah. I think once it hits streaming platforms, it's not going to hit the same. It'll be good. It'll still be good because it's a good movie, but it will not be amazing. If you let's really run, Let's rent a theater, guys. If, if you love that theater experience, if you just love going to the theaters, this is a good watch. Yeah. You won't you won't be uh you won't be sorry for going to watch it and it's a great I want to start like like kind of identifying movies as like a first watch also like yeah this is a great it first works. watch yeah. movie like with everybody like it's going a, into it you've never seen anything uh, like like it even if you don't see any trailers anything like that just go in with the movie experience and it's great. Do you guys and think it's going to win tons of awards next year? Yes. Um, For special effects, I think, or it, even martial it arts may. choreography. I don't know because it's not everywhere. And I think that that's going to be to its detriment. Well, it's kind of like with the Apple TV exclusive. Yeah, but it's different when you have to pay for it, though. It's A24, though. A24. Well, you have to pay for Apple Plus, don't you? A24 comes out with so many movies that don't get nominated. Well, like A24. That. I, I believe it's going to go to Apple TV because A24 has a contract with Apple TV. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because that Macbeth also went to Apple TV yeah. after the limited release. And I think that won an Oscar, too. No, it didn't win an Oscar. It was nominated, though, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, so Denzel was as best actor in Macbeth. In Macbeth. Not, not the movie itself. Hmm, okay. Yeah. So. And I heard that was a really good performance of him. So, yeah, but I, I just catch up on that. Right now, A24 is just killing it. You know, um, and it's kind of going back to Marvel just kind of being the the reigning champ in theaters that I think it's nice to get something fresh. Like kind of like even with the Batman, it was something fresh. It was not Marvel, even though it's still superhero based. Um, and then this one completely not superhero based, even though it had superhero qualities to it. Um, it's just cool. This is very very fresh, but it also probably had something to do with the Russo brothers. Yeah, and Daniels. I mean, this it's great when you have a great team. <laughs> you have a great movie, yeah. regardless of what it's about. Yeah, it's going to be a great movie. So, um, shout out to everybody involved. Shout out to Marshall Club. We should do thank you for episode. the. Uh, I'm down. Experience rank them because there's there's supposed to be two more A24 movies coming out. So, I'll or say maybe at, more. I'll say at the end of the year. I'm down for that. Marcel and another one called Men. Which men looks men, like a psychological yeah, the, thriller. The, the, red, the red band trailer of men showed before this movie in my theater. So mm. Cool. Okay. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for sticking around with us. I know it's a little bit longer than usual, but we hope we covered like... It's a good length. Yeah. I think... Um, yeah. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. We want to hear what you guys think about all these movies as well as Grammys and Oscars. Um, if you like also how we sound, hit up our friends at Productive Culture. Go to productiveculture.com backslash podcast. Tell them the Soundflip Boy sent you. You want to start up your own podcast. You want to make music. You want to engineer. You want to learn how to do all this cool stuff. Hit them up. But with that being said, my name is Ace Sincere. Norik, that's cool. Skywalker Mike. This has been Soundflip Podcast episode 67. We will see y'all soon. Bye. Peace.